Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated BF Goodrich All-Terrain TAKO2. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of smoking audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Volume. This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. What is up, Straight Fire fam? It's me, Jason McIntyre. Straight Fire for Friday, June 23rd. The draft came, the draft went. A lot of rumors scuttlebutt all week about massive trades. Is Zion Williamson on the move? No. No. Damian Lillard, he could get... No. Did not get traded. Zach Levine. Paul George. No big trades during the draft. However, there was a seismic trade that I absolutely hate. We will talk about it later in the podcast. Chris Paul. Oh, he's going to the Warriors. I'm disappointed. I, I don't... This trade does not make sense. I'm going to kind of shred the Warriors. I don't like it at all. Just a quick number. Jordan Poole filling in last year. Starting at shooting guard, 18-2. and two. Chris Paul ain't doing that, guys. I'm very concerned for the Golden State Warriors. So we'll get to that shortly. But first, we got to start with the big news. Obviously, the draft went down. Victor Weminyama goes first. No surprise whatsoever. Um, no drama. It was a done deal. Everybody knows the story on Weminyama. The question is, like, what's he going to do next year statistically? And our crack staff here on the podcast was like, well, what's a realistic expectation? And I think... You know, I think he could be a top 25 player in the league next year. I don't think that's an incendiary take. Uh, you know, LeBron, the pretty much the greatest um, prospect to come into the league 
before Wembenyama, LeBron averaged right out of the gate. It was 19-5-5 and as a 19-year-old. You know, I don't see why Wembenyama can't do 20, 10, 4 blocks. I mean, hell, I, I hope this is possible. The Spurs obviously have to play him enough games and not baby him and, and do load management on a 19-year-old. But why can't Wembenyama push for third-team All-NBA center? We know Jokic is getting one. Embiid's getting two, right? Uh, I think the league's out on Rudy Gobert. It sounds like Minnesota might be out on Rudy Gobert. Um, if Will Carl Anthony Towns qualify as a center if Gobert's there? Bam Adebayo? Like, I, I don't know. Uh, any of those guys get hurt, and all of a sudden, Wembenyama slides right in. Like, he's going to put up numbers. I don't think they're going to win a ton, which will hurt his case. But what if Wembenyama has a ridiculous player efficiency rating? You know, if he's able to magically shoot 30%, 35% from three. I don't I don't know if that'll happen. He's going to be 19. People are going to look to dunk on him and embarrass him. But I don't see why it's crazy that Victor Wembenyama is going to be a top 25 player in the league next year. I mean, again, I'm not going to go through one through 25, but like a guy like Zach Levine, to me, is a top 20 player in the league. Jalen Brunson has made it into that top 20, 25 area. You know, Julius Randle's probably 20 to 30. Carl Anthony Towns, uh, the legend, according to Carl Anthony Towns, He's probably in that 20 to 30 range. You don't think Wembenyama's coming into the league and putting up points and having an impact instantly? I mean, I don't think the Spurs are going to be good. Let's see what they do in free agency. But I don't see why Wembenyama won't push for all NBA third team center. I don't see why he won't average 20 and 10 as a rook and probably block four shots a game. He's going to be impactful. The question will be, how do the Spurs handle this? And like, I don't want to go too long-term on Wembenyama, but let's be realistic here, guys. San Antonio got lucky AF with Manu Ginobili in the second round. They got lucky with Tony Parker. They struck gold, lucky again, with Kawhi Leonard. So everything fell for San Antonio. They just hit on everything. Are they doing that again? Are we sure that they're going to just magically nail every pick and and just put those guys around Tim Duncan and, and, and uh, create a, a monster that they did back in the day? And can they do it again? Remember, Popovich, he's now in his 70s. I don't, you think Popovich is going to be coaching his 80s? Like, this isn't a 10 year plan for Wembenyama and Pop, I don't think. So there's a world where, remember, Cavs had LeBron, the first tour of duty. LeBron sees Orlando adding guys around Dwight Howard and Boston's adding guys around Paul Pierce. It's like, can you guys get me something? And they got him Antoine Jameson, Sideshow Bob, everybody remembers him. Uh, Ilgowskis, uh, what's the guy, the defender, Larry Hughes, old and fat Shaq, like LeBron looking around like, you guys ain't getting me Jack, I'm out of here. Like that could easily happen with Wembenyama. I know it's not in his DNA and historically in recent years, international players have stuck around. But guys, as we know, everything's cyclical. There's going to be a time when the international players are not going to be like Giannis and Jokic. They're going to be more Americanized. And maybe Luca's the test bunny. And then here in a couple of years, Luca's like, hey, what are we doing? You guys aren't getting me help. I'm out of here. Like, anything's possible. Just because this happened with Giannis and Jokic doesn't mean Luca's going to fall in line with Wembenyama is. So I'm optimistic for Wembenyama. I'm fascinated to see what goes down. Very excited that he's entering the NBA. Now, at two, there was some drama. And here's why. Uh, and I'm not, I, I don't know this guy personally. Um, although I have a lot of Indian in my background. I, I don't really talk about that on the pod. And this guy is Indian, but Sham Sharania from, let's see where he's from, Yahoo. 
Um, and, and he works for Stadium, I think, and a bunch of other sites. He's an NBA reporter. He's like the second guy after Woj. So Shams came out on Thursday morning and said uh, there was momentum gaining. I think that was the exact, exact phrase he used. I'm looking for the, for the exact tweet here. But there was momentum gaining for Scoot Henderson to be the number two pick. This was like 9.30 in the morning uh, Pacific time on Thursday to be the number two pick. And this is, is you know, got like 5,000 retweets or whatever the number is. So Shams is employed by FanDuel, okay? FanDuel, off of that tweet, shifts the odds on Scoot Henderson to go number two. And what do all these meatballs and bozo gamblers out there who love losing money, what do they do? Oh, well, Shams said there's momentum gaining. Let me go put money. Now, FanDuel is not going to release the numbers, but I'm curious. How much did people bet on Scoot Henderson to go number two? Was it 100000 250000 500000 Again, we're talking about the NBA draft. Gambling legal in a lot of states in America. What are we, 25, 26? Like, Shams, with a tweet as an insider who's plugged in, can move markets. But he's employed by a gambling company now. Okay? Well, you guys know what happened. Brandon Miller goes second. And look at the shade from Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN, who is the OG. He used to come on the pod. We've talked. I'm trying to get him on. It's, you know, it's a little difficult. He's of where he is, you know, the aggregators out there, they want to come after guys. Anyways, we'll see. This is Woj after Brandon Miller went second. All along, the entire Charlotte Hornets organization has been all in on Brandon Miller. Ownership, front office, scouts, coaches. They see him as a perennial future all-star. So according to Woj, the Hornets only had eyes for Brandon Miller. They want a big wing. It's a wing league. He's a Paul George type player. And now you got Shams being way the bleep off here. But what does he care? He was wrong. Doesn't matter. All about these guys who bet, who listen to him and bet on Scoot Henderson to go second. Now, I had Scoot number two in my mock. I didn't say go bet it. I, I, I thought Scoot, I would have taken Scoot second if I were Charlotte. I, my, things might have changed if I got them both in the room and interviewed them and all that fun stuff. But based on the talent I've seen, I would go Scoot Henderson second. And I'm not telling you guys, go bet on what may or may not happen in that scenario. Now, when it comes to a football game, a basketball game, heck yeah. I, I feel confident. I'm putting my money in that. I'm not betting on Scoot Henderson to go second based on some report from Shams. So, uh, just just a reminder to be careful with what happens with your gambling and these insiders. Just be careful who you listen to. Final story of the draft, and really nothing that juicy happened. I tried to tell uh, our producers, hey, hey, I kind of want to talk about Jaime Jaquez from UCLA going to the Miami Heat. Heat culture, that's a great pick. Jay, let's stick to the top three. I'm like, what about the Hood Shafino kid uh, from Indiana? Man, he can get some buckets. Lakers. Jake, Jake, let's just drill down a little bit on uh, Scoot Henderson. So number three, Scoot Henderson goes. Everybody's like waiting. Oh, 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 is Damian Lillard going to get traded? Is there interest in Scoot, Zion, Pelicans? It was a big fat nothing burger. Disappointing. And I think my big takeaway, and I think the biggest takeaway from the draft, is that this is the end for Damian Lillard in Portland. And it kind of has to be, right? Think about it. Damian Lillard wanted the pick traded 
to bring in some type of veteran or player ready to contribute on a contender immediately, whether that was Mikael Bridges, Bam Adebayo, maybe Zion Williamson. Dame wanted help. And Portland just went ahead and drafted Scoot Henderson. Scoot Henderson is another guard. He is you know, 6'2". Damian Lillard is about 6'2"-ish. Uh, Shaden Sharp is a big combo guard. Pretty much same deal. Anthony Simons, who they paid a lot of money to, is also a guard. Like, there's a logjam. Portland cannot go into the season with all four of those guys at guard. They cannot. My gut, my guess here, is that Damian Lillard is unhappy this morning that he didn't get a guy. There is still the tiny window once the free agency starts. Maybe they can make moves around the edges. But to me, that third pick was the big trade chip. And for the Portland Trailblazers to get nothing for it, except draft a really, really good player, I think it's pretty clear that Portland has said, Dame, we've tried. Phoenix can go out and get Bradley Beal. The Warriors can go out and get Chris Paul. We could not get a wingman to come play with you. And at that point, Damian Lillard will say to Portland, I don't think he's going to come out and say it, and I'll tell you why. I think Dame will say, guys, thank you for trying. Please send me to a team that is not a destitute bottom feeder. Send me to a contender so I can play out the rest of my days. All right, Dame, we got it. Dame Lillard's A, too much of a class act to come out in the media or on, or on social media and like unfollow the Blazers and say, trade me, get me. That's just not in his DNA. But number two, the second he opens his mouth and says, trade me, his value goes, because why are you giving up everything for a guy who is getting traded? Who are you bidding against? You're not backing up the brinks for a guy who's who has to leave. You have to trade him if you're Portland, if he says, get me out of here. So now Portland's up against it, and they're kind of shafted. And whoever makes the deal is going to be like, hey, we're not giving you the Donovan Mitchell deal. We're not giving you the Rudy Gobert deal. You missed your window on that. And I do wonder, part of me wonders, did the Bradley Beal return, which was pretty much nothing, did that kind of reset the market on these massive trades? Kevin Durant fetched a ton of picks. Bradley Beal fetched nothing. Now, I know Kevin Durant's up here and Bradley Beal's somewhere in here, but Bradley Beal, by the way, is a top 25 player in the league. There's no doubt about that. Okay, he was an NBA player recently. So, is the market reset for these trades? Now, yes, Dame's going to get more than Beal. Again, I did the vodka analogy that many of you liked. I, a Costco brand of vodka, that works for me. I think it's going to work in Phoenix. But what is Dame going to get? I mean, can you get two firsts for a 33-year-old point guard who's missed more games in the last two years than Bradley Beal? And oh, by the way, Dame is making, uh, I don't have the exact amounts of money, but it's massive. He's making like $50 million a year here coming up. Going into his mid-30s. And he's a smaller guard. So, I'm, listen, I don't know. If I'm Portland, I just want picks. Give me picks, uh, non-bad contracts. And that's why Miami comes into play because it's like, listen, Tyler Hero, he's all right. Can he can he play the three? I don't really think so. And maybe that means that Tyler Hero's not in the mix. I do wonder, would they be interested in Middleton in a sign-and-trade? But then you're like, why am I taking on Middleton's contract when we have all these young players and Middleton's now in his 30s coming off a bad year? Like, I don't know. So then it's like, well, what is the market for Dame? And that's where it gets interesting, folks. And could it get ugly? Yes, no, maybe so. I, I, it's a dicey spot for Dame 
it I think Portland's sitting pretty because they've got a good nucleus. Like I like Simons. I like Sharp. I love Scoop. After that, though, they don't have a hell of a lot. So that's how the top of the draft shook out. Um Maybe I'll lobby to do a deep dive and we'll get a guest uh, to talk about, you know, Taylor Hendricks to the Jazz. Uh, by the way, by the way, Bilal Kulabali, the teammate of um, uh, Victor Weminyama, went from the, uh, he was drafted by Indiana and traded to Washington. That is a great get for Washington. I'm just telling you right now, and I will get to Chris Paul in a second. But the big winner for me, when it comes to this week, it ain't Phoenix. Oh, sorry, the biggest winner. It's not Memphis or Boston. I think it's Washington. They got off the Porzingis contract. They didn't get a ton in return. They picked up Tyus Jones. Big time trade chip at the deadline. One year left, 14 mil. A contender is going to need either a new point guard due to injury or a backup. I mean, hell, if Chris Paul goes down with the Warriors, maybe they make a play for Tyus Jones. Um, and then, you know, there's Koulibaly pick. I like again, he's two or three years away, but the guy has ridiculous upside. Um, I heard a story where he went up against one of the better 2024 prospects head to head, and Koulibaly wasn't having a great season alongside Weminyama, and he just ate his lunch, just totally dominated him. And we're like, oh, and that's what some of these kids can do. Like you're 17, 18, you know you're going up against Weminyama, you're going all out. Scoot Henderson. And then the rest of the league, you're like, ah, what do I, I, should I just shut it down? He eventually, you know, wasn't really, Scoot didn't do as much after that Wembenyama matchup. But this Koulibaly pick in Washington is interesting. I'm trying to give some uh, red meat to the Washington Wizards fans out there. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporty handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Michelin tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Michelin test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. From BBC Radio 4. Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought 
in that moment, oh my god, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Holy cow, the Golden State Warriors made a colossal mistake. I cannot express how upset I am that the Warriors shipped Jordan Poole to the Washington Wizards in exchange for Chris Paul, a 38-year-old oft-injured point guard who is a pure point guard, something the Warriors have not had during this glorious run, this dynastic run, and they have now shipped off 23-year-old Jordan Poole, who scored 20 a game. Obviously, he had the beef with Draymond. Folks, I am... On the edge here, if I'm a Golden State Warriors fan. I was texting with as many fans, people around the league. People are stunned that Golden State, a team that looked a little old in the playoffs and getting vanquished by the Lakers four games to two. They looked old. They looked small. They got bullied. And they went and got older. And they got slower. Adding Chris Paul, a colossal mistake. I'm worried for my guy, Steph Curry. And I think the Warriors made this move out of sheer panic. Because as soon as Chris Paul was sent from Phoenix to Washington, it was a feeding frenzy. Lakers, we got to have him. Clippers, we got to have him. All the scuttlebutt that Chris Paul wants to get back to L.A. And it felt to me like Golden State panicked. And they said, you know what? We're going to go and grab Chris Paul. We, Mike Dunleavy, the new GM, taking over for Bob Myers, who had largely built uh, this, this dynasty in Golden State. And Mike Dunleavy's first move, first move, well, Draymond Green, he didn't get along with Jordan Poole. That punch ruined the season. Dray- Draymond Green couldn't stand the talking of Jordan Poole. And Golden State panicked and said, oh, look, look, we could get off Poole. We could get older. We can get slower. We can get a guy who doesn't shoot threes, who can't be our energizer bunny off the bench. Yeah, let's go do that. This was a terrible decision by Mike Dunleavy. I'm, I'm immensely disappointed. I know Draymond Green, obviously of the volume, is going to love this move. They don't do this. This Chris Paul move, unless Steph Curry signs off on it. Now, Steph Curry does have a history with Chris Paul, and it's not a good one. Marcus Thompson, the great writer in the Bay Area, had come on my radio show back when the Curry-Durant Warriors were taking on the Rockets. And I'll never forget how he said that Steph Curry essentially had massive beef with Chris Paul. And it wasn't like Steph Curry was the one who was angered with Chris Paul. It was the Chris Paul was upset with Curry, and it then came out from Paul, and Curry then responded the way he did by dominating Chris Paul head-to-head. But Chris Paul, if you remember, was with the Lob City Clippers. Blake Griffin, DeAndre Jordan, Chris Paul. They had next. If you go back and look at who was supposed to be the next great NBA team in the what the late, uh, late 2000s, uh, right before like the 2000, um, right around like the 2011-12 year, I think, right in that vicinity, Chris Paul and Lob City was taking the league by storm. Highlights every week. They were one of the most popular teams in the league. And they were supposed to be the next great team to come out of the West and, and challenge uh, LeBron's juggernaut in the East, wherever LeBron was playing, whether it's Cleveland, uh, Miami, whoever. Um, Oklahoma City had kind of fallen back a little bit once they traded Harden. And Chris Paul's Clippers, they had next. And they took down the Warriors in a series, tough seven-game series. I I remember that fondly because I had picked the Warriors in that series. And they went seven. 
Clippers barely prevailed. Clippers ended up, obviously, guys got hurt in the postseason. They lost because that's what happened to the, to the uh, hard luck Clippers. And what happened the next season? Boom. Clippers. Standing still in cement shoes as the Warriors zoom by them to the championship in 2015. And everybody thought it was a fluke. It was a jump-shooting team. It was no fluke. The next year, they win 73 games, the most in NBA regular season history. And they lose in uh, finals, obviously up 3-1. But, folks, what's really interesting about that was Chris Paul, it stuck in his craw that Curry zoomed past. And Chris Paul ends up getting shipped to Houston, and they had beef. And there's a good article out there. There was a Game 6 where Steph Curry was on the night before practicing in the arena. And Chris Paul got wind of it, made sure Steph Curry was kicked out of the arena, kicked him out so that Chris Paul could get up shots. Kicked him out. The story's out there. You can go read it. Well written about at the time. I never forgot it because I was like, who does this? And that's when Marcus Thompson shared with me, oh, Chris Paul's been so jealous of him. And he couldn't get over the fact, Chris Paul, remember the shimmy in his face? I know you guys remember that. Shimmied in his face after hitting the three. They go up 3-2. and then, of course, you know what happens. Like, you know, two minutes after the shimmy, Chris Paul's hamstring pops. That's a wrap. Um, and and Chris Paul and Curry, uh, Curry, they never really got along. Uh, Chris Paul was obviously a LeBron guy. LeBron had the disdain for Curry because he built a super team with Durant. Obviously, these guys got along in the end, but there was beef on the court. And now Chris Paul joins forces with Steph Curry. Um, I'm not so sure how this is going to work. Uh, you know, there's the idea that, hey, you know, Clay Thompson, they're not going to pay him. Clay may say, I'm out. And maybe they move Steph Curry off the ball and Chris Paul is in the role where he's the pure point guard. That's an option. Or maybe they go ultra small. Wiggins at the four, Draymond at the five. And your death lineup now, I don't care who starts. Maybe Chris Paul comes off the bench, but he's closing if he's healthy. And you have Chris Paul, Steph Curry, and Clay. They've got options. But it's a sad day if I'm a Golden State Warriors fan. Jordan Poole, I know he was hated by the Golden State Warriors fans that could not stand the heat checks and the mouthiness, and they didn't like the contract. He got a four-year, $128 million deal. Personally, I I didn't think that was that bad. I thought Jordan Poole had a chance to be, I didn't think he was going to be an all-NBA player, but certainly an all-star heading into like, the. he's 23 years old. Five years from now, Curry is not going to be around. Um, Well, if he's going to be around, he's not going to be an all-star, that's for sure. Um, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, like it's going to be decimated in five years, and that's when Poole will be hitting his prime. Because as much as everybody likes to think, hey, Jason Tatum, he's 25, the guy's in his prime. Just look at the history of the league. You don't win titles as an alpha until you're really 27, 28, 20. That's when it starts. That's when you're at the peak of your powers. So Poole's just scratching the surface. And now he goes to the Wizards, and listen, they're not going to be good. They're a 15-win team. I would guess the Vegas win total, 19 and a half, maybe? Um Trey, Trey Jones, the, the guy they got from Memphis, I like him a lot. He's your point guard. Jordan Poole at the two. Uh, Johnny Davis, maybe, at the three. Corey Kispert, uh, Denny Avgia. This is a bad team. Gafford is the big. Um, we'll see who they get um, in free agency, if anybody. I can't imagine they'll be spending. But this is just a Washington team. Not, to, not a lot to love. If you're Jordan Poole, you are going to go scorched earth next year. You are going to be... You might, he might lead the league in shot attempts. Uh, we got Josh uh, filling in for Rob here. Josh, there's a chance Jordan Poole is like one of the top five scorers in the league. I would not be shocked at 30 points per game because who's taking the shots on that team? It's got to be him. He's better than Johnny Davis, kid from Wisconsin, who I don't even know where he was as a rookie. But, uh, I, you know, if you're Washington, 
It's a heist. You also got a draft pick uh, if in the future. I think it's 20, 30 first-round pick, heavily protected. But uh, again, I think Washington's striking gold with these picks, man. Man. Yeah, I think it's a fantastic deal for Washington. And if you're Jordan Poole, you got to be happy. You're going to get the ultimate green light that you've always wanted. All the heat checks he had in Golden State, he can now (laughs) do in Washington. Um, But just to hit your point on Golden State, I have no idea what they're doing. Like, I can't even logically come up with a basketball reason for why this is happening. Chris Paul makes no sense for the offense that they run for the roster that is currently constituted. He is a slow it down, pick and roll type of point guard. And the Warriors don't run that. They run split action and there's a lot of off the ball movement and there's a lot of reads and that's just not what Chris Paul does. And he's one of the best point guards of all time. He's one of my favorite point guards of all time. But from a basketball standpoint, this makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. And if you were to tell me that you were going to trade Jordan Poole to the Wizards, why not go after Porzingis? Why weren't they after Porzingis? Why were they after mm. Kyle Kuzma before he opted out of his contract? Oh, Those are two players yeah. from the Wizards that could have fit your system perfectly. And it's almost like Mike Dunleavy realized they're having a garage sale and like showed up late and like took the last item. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a I, good I point on Kuzma. The only yeah. only thing I can think is they're gonna just have Chris Paul for this year and that's it. Uh, I can't imagine that they'd extend it, but Kuzma would be a much better fit. Remember, oh Otto goodness. Porter had like his moments. Exactly. Um, Kuzma, Kuzma could have played the four to Draymond's five. Wiggins at the three. Yep. Uh, that's a great point. I hadn't even thought of Kuzma. He could have been a huge ad, but he would have cost them a lot. And I guess salaries have to be reined in. Yeah. I, I, you had a good point about Chris Paul slowing things down. If you remember um, against Denver, like Chris Paul wasn't really working in that series. And what they had to do was speed things up in games three and four. The ball gets sticky with Chris Paul. He's kind of walking it up. I mean, again, the guy's 38. He's got a rich injury history. And just slowing it down just doesn't seem like the right move. And, and, and Josh, I'll wrap with this. They tried to thread the needle between Curry, Clay, Draymond, the old school guys, and then these new school guys with James Wiseman. Moses Moody, Kuminga, Poole. I'm sure I'm forgetting someone, but they tried to navigate that that difficult path of, hey, we've got this dynasty. Is there a way possible we can thread it with the young guys and then yeah. kind of keep things going? And I think the early returns are on that. It has been an absolute failure. James Wiseman was traded for virtually nothing. I got to be honest. I don't think the value that they got back for Jordan Poole is close to anything. And now you got to wonder if you're Kaminga, are you getting shipped? Uh, Moses Moody, they seem to like. He played pretty well against the Lakers. But I don't know. This just feels like for the first time in a while, I'll go into a season not thinking, Josh, that the Warriors are one of the three or four or five best teams in the league. No, I, I agree with you. They're a very confusing team. I mean, Warriors fans, they were claiming for Kaminga to come off the bench last year during the playoffs or at least get some playing time. And Steve Kerr, for whatever reason, just did not like him or did not trust him in those type of situations. Um, I, I would assume he's pretty unhappy there. I would think that with Poole gone, now maybe Moody gets some playing time, but he's not really incorporated with the flow of whatever's going on. So it's been a massive failure for sure, 1,000%. I agree with that. Yeah, I, I still, Denver obviously is the best team uh, given what they brought back. Yeah. I think Phoenix will ultimately be better. Obviously, out of the gate, you know, it'll be a little work in progress, but I think Phoenix and Denver are clearly a cut above. The next batch... I mean, Memphis will be without John Moran for 25 games. Yep. I don't think Minnesota's ready to make that leap up there. I think Sacramento's in that next batch for sure, but like Clippers? 
Clippers. Both I don't know. LA they teams. Gotta, maybe they'll swing for the fences. Yeah, both LA teams. Lakers? Think, yep. Yep, both of them. I, I think the Clippers, a healthy I, Clippers team, for sure. I think Sacramento's, uh, you know what? I think it seems like, like if you had to ask me who who was better, the Kings or the Lakers, I got to be honest, I don't know the answer to that. I know LeBron was a tough matchup, but I don't think the Kings are like far behind the Lakers. No. They lost in seven at home. I know Fox was injured to a transcendent Curry performance, a 50-burger in game seven. Um, but yeah, I, I would put the Kings on the same level as the Lakers. Let's see about the Clippers. Let's see about the Wolves. Let's yeah. see about the Grizzlies. I think the Warriors are kind of, I, I know they beat Sacramento, but again, a year older, you lose an integral bench piece in pool. I don't trust Chris Paul, who's going to be 39 next May when the playoffs, uh, like second round is probably happening. I, I I just don't think this enhances the Warriors' playoff chances. I, I'm just, as a guy who is a huge Steph Curry fan, extremely disappointed. I was going to wear my Curry shirt for this, but I, I couldn't oh, find it. I think I cut the sleeves off, made it a pickup <laughs> basketball shirt. Um, Josh, you should wear your Jeremy Lin shirt next time. So yeah, I might have to do everybody that. Everybody knows you're a Knicks guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I might have to do that for sure. But I, I just to reiterate what you said, I actually think they might even take a step back. I mean, you're going to have teams getting better in this offseason. Let's see what they do in free agency. And let's not forget the Warriors were a six seed last year. So they weren't a top four team to begin with. And, and they had a lot of work to do to actually make up that ground. And I don't see a way that they can do that this season. Yeah, they barely, that's right. They barely avoided the play in. Mm-hmm. Um, the Pelicans were in first in the West. Another team. Uh, they had a little run. Yep. Um, there's another team I'm forgetting. Oh, OKC is going to be live next year. Chet Holmgren comes in the mix. Mm-hmm. Like I think they'll have something. This is fascinating uh, Western Conference. And, and it, for the first time in a while, the Warriors, for me, aren't at the top. I agree. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.